Well, let's take our Bibles and turn to Romans chapter number 2 tonight. Romans chapter number 2. And I've given you a handout which includes uh, the point that we covered last week and the points we're going to cover tonight. We only covered one point last week as we were looking at God's principles of judgment here in the first 16 verses of Romans chapter number 2. In this chapter, the Apostle Paul reveals these six principles of God's judgment and I just want to remind you that we need to understand that what's presented here are the principles of judgment, not the way of salvation. The way of salvation is by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in Him alone. Amen. Glory be to God for, for that. Uh, because none of us, none of us could come out unscathed according to these principles of judgment. And, uh, but it's important for us to cover these principles of judgment and understand um, uh, how God does judge. Let's go ahead and begin. We'll begin reading verse number one. We'll take, encompass what we covered last week, and we'll read down to verse number 16. There in uh, verses, the first uh, verses that we looked at, understand we saw that the judgment of God is according to truth. Look at uh, verse one. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, Whosoever thou art that judgest, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. Let me just pause right there. We know that to be true, don't we? You ever been driving down the road and somebody just fly by you? I'm, I'm, you know, they've they got to be doing 90 to 100 mile per hour. And you're in a 45 mile an hour zone and you're going 65. Years. Boy, they were speeding. Well, you were too. Just maybe you weren't speeding as much as they were, right? But you're both equally guilty. You're, just, you're guilty. Uh, and you, you do the same things. Verse 2. But we are sure. You better be sure because it's true, amen. We, we're sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Uh, oh, or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds." Uh, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that uh, are contentious, that do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also the Gentile, but, God, but glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect to persons with God. For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law. These having not the law are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, 
their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. And when he says according to my gospel, he's talking about the gospel he preached. The gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, we saw last week the judgment of God is according to truth. And, you know, we, we all have heard somebody say, well, you know, I'm not as bad as so-and-so, haven't we? we you know, we, we hear that all the time. Uh, well, what I have to say about that is wrong standard. Amen? If you're judging yourself against somebody else, that's the wrong standard. In fact, uh, the couple of verses there, 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves uh, with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. You're not wise to, to uh, think that that's the standard at, at all. And then uh, Luke 18 and verse number 11, it was, Jesus told the parable that, uh, there about uh, the Pharisee and the publican and how that uh, Pharisee stood and prayed with, uh, with himself and said, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are. Yeah, yeah well, you bad enough. <laughs> he said, I'm not bad, bad as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. Oh, yeah, but Pharisee had some problems too, didn't he? Pride being the main one. And so... Uh, we, we, we understand that God's judgment stands in stark contrast to man's judgment and uh, it's higher than man's, than man's standard. Uh, God's got all the facts. Man doesn't. God's judgment is full while man's judgment is normally partial. God's judgment is impartial while man's judgment is often prejudiced. And uh, so we saw all these things last week. We want to pick up in verse number 6 tonight and look at the second thing. Uh, and that is this, and I, I trust everybody got a copy of the handout. I wanted to give you that handout so that you could not only have last week's, but you could have these, this week's points. That'll be a help to you there that uh, uh, you can uh, uh, kind of follow along with me too because we're not, I'm not going to turn to all of these passages of scriptures. We'll uh, take a look at some of them and turn to some of them, but uh, I will be quoting a lot of them. But that's for your, your benefit there. Um, so the second thing here that we see in God's principles of judgment is God will render to every man according to his deeds. Um, there in verse 6 we see that. Who will render to every man according to his deeds. At Matthew 16 verse 27 says, For the Son of, man, for Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Okay, so uh, absolute justice is the criterion of judgment or rewards when it comes to God. And what we should want from God is not the matter of justice, amen? We want mercy, don't we? Mercy, Lord, have mercy on me. And uh, there we see in verse number uh, 7, we see the, the, uh, what I call character, pursuit, and reward in verse 7 and verse 8. Look at the, the character it is this, verse, verse 7, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing, that's the character, and here's the pursuit, seek for glory and honor and immortality, there's the pursuit, and here's the reward, eternal life. That is if you could do it, <laughs> continuance and well-doing. 
See, the problem is, and he's, he's given these principles of judgment, and then he's going to really hit them with, a, with the, the hammer of whammy in, in chapter number 3, amen, and said, uh, we are, we're all sinners. <laughs> None of us are going to be able to do anything according to the law. We need Jesus. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. So don't get the idea. That's why I wanted to uh, preface what I said that you know, th- this is not the way of salvation. This is uh, the this is the the uh, God's uh, principles of judgment. Here, look at verse number eight. We see character pursuit reward again, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth. Okay, that's that's the uh, that's the character. But obey unrighteousness. Uh, and that's the, uh, that's the, the pursuit there. We, we see the character, the pursuit. Here's the reward. Uh, indignation and wrath. Okay. Then you have reward and pursuit in verse number 9 and 10. Look at uh, verse number 9. Tribulation and anguish. Uh, it's what you get upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. And he wants to make no... Uh, Moans about it. God is not going to give the Jews a special favor in the matter of judgment. Um, in fact, uh, we'll see that they're held to a higher standard. You got more light. You got to honor the light you've been given. You got to obey the light you've been given. Look at the reward and pursuit there in verse number ten. But glory, honor, and peace. There's the re- the reward to Every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. There's, there's the pursuit. So deeds are more than acts. Understand that. They, they begin, deeds begin with our character. Amen? Begin with our character. And that's the problem is all of us are sinners. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you look at all of us are sinners, what do you got? Well, you got uh, even the best of us. Uh, we fall short, don't we? We just really do. Um, look at Revelation chapter number 20. We see uh, this matter of our works, and well, not ours tonight, but the, the works of the unbeliever are going to be there at uh, in Revelation chapter number 20. And verse 12 um, through 15 here. Of course, the verses, verses 11 begins with... Uh, uh, God on the throne, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ here, and I, I saw a great white throne. Revelation 20, verse 11, saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small, and great stand before God. Now understand, all these people that are standing at this judgment do not know the Lord. They're standing before God. They do not know the Lord. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And what kind of works are they doing? Wicked works, because they're wicked, right? I mean, <laughs> the, the works prove that you are what you are. You're wicked. Um, at verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Again, e- evil works. And so uh, just to show them that they are deserving of what's in verse 14 and 15, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. 
Well, what about the works of the believer? Well, uh, in John chapter number 6, uh, in verse 28 and 29, uh, the, the, uh, there was some folks that asked Jesus a question. They said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him who he hath sent. That's the work of God. Okay? You believe on the one who, who God has sent, and that's his son. And when you believe there, then God does a wonderful thing in your life. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So the work of God, God does the work of salvation in us, and that work of salvation brings forth good works unto, the, unto God out of our lives, because he's ordained that we should walk in them. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may, uh, may receive the things done in his body according that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Again, uh, our sins are not going to be judged, but our works are going to be judged. And uh, look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. We'll turn to, turn to this one. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. And this is where we see <clears throat> the uh, judgment seat of Christ, the great white throne judgment, that's for uh, unbelievers. The judgment seat of Christ is for believers. And we see uh, Paul writes here to, the, uh, to these uh, Corinthian believers. He says, uh, verse number 10, according to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon. And then he tells us what the foundation is. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So he, he preached the gospel, laid the foundation, they believed Christ, and then, uh, then they were to add to that. Uh, the things that we see here. It says, verse 12, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, uh, wood, hay, stubble. Now those first three things, uh, fire purifies those. The last three things, wood, hay, and stubble, uh, fire consumes those. It says in verse 13, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. In other words, it's going to, to show what manner of our, what matter our works were, what, what kind were they? Were they the, the things that will survive and just need to be purified or are they things that are going to be consumed and we'll be left with nothing? Read verse 13 again. For every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So this is not a judgment to see whether you're going to heaven or hell. All these, this judgment, they're going to heaven. But it's just to see what kind of rewards, if any, that you're going to receive or whether all you've done is uh, going to be burned up there uh, because it does not, uh, uh, it's not 
according to what the Lord would have had you to do since you were saved. Back to our uh, passage of Scripture there in Romans. Romans chapter 2, we see the next thing that we're going to take a look at in verse number 11. And that's this. It says, For there is no respect of persons with God. Unfortunately, we know that there is partiality even in the best of human courts. But there will be none in God's day of judgment. You know, um, because of His perfect knowledge of every detail and because of His perfect righteousness, it is not possible for God's justice to be anything but perfectly impartial. Amen? Amen. Perfectly impartial. And such things as position, you know, education, influence, popularity, physical appearance, have absolutely no bearing on God's decision concerning a person's eternal destiny. And, and judgment, God plays no favorites. He has no pets. All men are alike before Him. Listen to some passages here. Deuteronomy 10, verse 17. For the Lord, your God, is a God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and terrible, listen, which regardeth not persons, nor taketh reward. You can't bribe God. What you going to bribe Him with? He owns it all. <laughs> what you going to give God that He don't have? You're not going to be able to do that. Look at and Also, Acts chapter number 10, verse 34 and 35, and Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. He said that whenever the Lord showed him, uh, it's okay for, for Cornelius to receive the Holy Spirit just like you got it. Okay? Cornelius can be saved. Uh, he says, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he, him, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is, is accepted with him. And that work of righteousness was he believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the work of righteousness that gives us salvation. James chapter number 2, verse number 1. says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. We're not to have respect of persons. Uh, James 2 verse 9 says, But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. And that's how we know that God's not going to uh, have respect to persons because it would be sinning if He did that. He, God don't sin. Amen? He don't sin. Uh, Ephesians 6 verse number 9, And ye masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also in, is in heaven, Neither is there respect of persons with him. Over and over, the Bible tells us. Colossians 3.25 but, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. So God does not respect uh, uh, persons. Um, the number four thing that we want to look at uh, is, is the doers of the law not hearers, are justified. Look at verse 12 and 13. For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. You know, the question a lot of times is people that don't have the Word of God, how is God justified in sending someone like that, judging someone like that for the sin in their life? And he said, Though as many as uh, have sinned without law shall also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Now, 
understand that obedience to the law, if somebody's going to try to go and say, okay, well, I'm going to make it to heaven on my own. I'm going to keep God's law. Well, you're already in trouble because it's not from here on down. It's also back to when you were born. You got to, you know, it's got to be a continual thing. Uh, obedience to the law it must be entire and perpetual to be justified by the law. And nobody can do that. Look at Deuteronomy chapter number 4. Deuteronomy chapter number 4. <clears throat> and we know that the, uh, the Israelites um, were given the law and they were to, uh, the Lord encouraged them to keep that law so that they would live. And that's what we're going to see here. But did they keep the law? They didn't. They couldn't. Why couldn't they? Because they're sinners. <laughs> and the, the, the law was given. We'll see when we get to do uh, Romans chapter number 3. It was given to show a man that he's a lawbreaker. He can't, he can't keep the law. Um, look at uh, Deuteronomy 4 verse number 1. And it says here, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Told them to do and live. Look at chapter number 5, verse number 1. And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak into your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep and do them. Well, uh, look at uh, chapter number 30. Chapter number 30, Deuteronomy 30. And uh, let's take a look at verse number 11 through the end of the chapter here. Deuteronomy 30, verse number 11. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. that sound familiar? You find those words in Romans chapter number 10. Okay? Word is nigh thee, even in thy heart. Look at verse 15. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. And that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in His ways, to keep His commandments and His statutes and His judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess. But if thine heart turn away, and it did, so that thou wilt not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish, that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. Now call heaven and earth to record this day uh, against you that I have set before you life and, and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey His voice, uh, and that thou mayest cleave unto Him. And here's the key right here. You ought to underline these words. For He is thy life. He is thy life. 
you know, we, we can't possibly live up to the law. God is our life. God in the person of Jesus Christ is our life. And the, and the length of thy days and that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto the, thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. So, uh, you know, obedience to the law must be entire, perpetual, to be justified by the law. No man, no man can do it though. Men are not saved by the light that they have, but, by, but they are judged by the light. This is an important thing to grab hold of. Okay? Um, not everybody has the same amount of light. The, the Jews had a great amount of light because God uh, showed himself to the Jews. And he called them to be his special people. And he gave them his word. And uh, in that, they had more light than the Gentiles did. But uh, you're not judged by the light that you possess, but by the light that you, uh, you're judged by the light that you have. If you're given a lot of light and you don't obey the light, guess what? A lot of judgment. <laughs> you, obey, you got a little light and you don't obey the light, you got judgment. You, you, that's what you have. The problem is that none of us are doers of the law. Leviticus 18.5 says do and live, but we know that we cannot do and live. Uh, let's, let's jump ahead to, um, to, to Romans um, chapter number 3, back uh, just the chapter after where we're at in our Romans 2, 2. Romans 3, verse number 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. I mean, and there's none that understand it. There's none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. And then some very important verses when it comes to wanting to be justified by the laws, verse 19 and 20, says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law. In other words, you are, well, I'm going to be saved by being under law. Well, no, this is going to stop your mouth. <laughs> that every mouth may be stopped and that all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh, I'll underline that, no flesh be justified in the sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. God gave the law for man to see. He couldn't possibly keep the law. Is, is there something wrong with the law? No, nothing's wrong with the law. The law's perfect. The law of God's perfect. What's wrong? Well, what's wrong is that we're sinners. <laughs> and it, it reveals to us the, the, our lost condition and our need to, to flee to the Savior. Um, back in our text there, uh, we see the next, the fifth thing. Those who don't have the law will be judged by the law of God written in their conscience. Verse 14 and 15. This is very important for us to understand. He says here, for when the Gentiles, verse 14, for when the Gentiles which have not the law, and, and obviously the, you know, the, the, the law was not given to the Gentiles, it was given to the Jews. But uh, that doesn't mean that they don't have a law. <laughs> when they have not the law, uh, the, what we're talking about the Mosaic law, uh, they, when they do by nature the things that are contained in the law, like the law says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. If they have laws that are set up with regard to some of the principles that are found in the law, uh, guess what? That's showing the work of God that is written in their conscience. That's what it's showing, showing here. It says, uh, um, 
For, for when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. In other words, uh, when God puts in your conscience that it's wrong to steal, and you steal, <laughs> you have sinned. Okay? It, it says, look at verse 15, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile uh, accusing or else excusing one another. Where does man's conscience, the sense of right and wrong, come from? Well, it comes from God. We're creating God's image. Amen? And when we're created in the image of God, uh, Adam and Eve know what it was like to be in, in the image of God. Uh, sin marred the image. Okay? In the garden, sin marred the image and even affects man's conscience. So, uh, the conscience may be not completely in line with the law of God, but what the, 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 what I want you to understand is, uh, nevertheless, the work of the law still remains in the conscience. Man's conscience. Just give you an, uh, an example, a uh, couple of examples here. You ever heard uh, of honor among thieves? Honor among thieves. In other words, there's a sense of right and wrong that exists even among those whose sense of right and wrong has been defiled. We know that uh, headhunters, they go to a place where you, you go to a place where there's headhunters, they, they wouldn't even bat an eye at taking your head off and shrinking it, you know, and eating you for, for lunch. You know, it's nothing to them because it's not against their law. But if you tried to take their wife away from them, you know, they have a problem with that, you know. Why? Because they have laws. They, have, they may not have the law in perfection, but they have laws. And uh, they have a sense of right and wrong. And even though they, uh, their right, sense of right and wrong has been defiled, and it shows in, in uh, some of the things that they do, uh, nevertheless, the, they have a law. Uh, the law that's written in the conscience. Um, and here's the last thing we want to cover tonight. And that is found in verse number 16, that God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to the gospel. That's what uh, Paul says there in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Listen, God alone can truly judge the motives, the thoughts, and the intents of the heart. Have you ever judged somebody's motive? You said, well, they did that because so-and-so. And you don't know that. You assume that. You might think that, but you can't know the heart. You can't know what's written in somebody's heart. Uh, it may be written all over their face, but you, 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 again, you're making assumptions. God doesn't make any assumptions. God knows what's in the heart. He knows what's in the heart. And God alone can truly judge the motives, the thoughts, and the intents of the heart. Uh, Ecclesiastes 12, 14 says, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. 1 Corinthians 4, 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. You know, there's a lot of things that have been done in secret, and somebody thinks, nobody called me. Oh, yeah, they did. God saw it. God saw it. He said, and that today, and every man says, shall have praise of God. Yep. Uh, 
You'll praise God. Acts 17, verse 31. Paul said because he was talking to a bunch of Gentile idol, idol worshippers, trying to get them to understand that they were worshiping a bunch of idols and the idol that was to the unknown God, he was, that's the God they needed to know, the unknown God. The one they didn't know was the God of the Bible. And he says, because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, and whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead, speaking of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, when we look at these principles of righteousness, you know, we'd be just like the Jews. We'd say, I can't stand there, can I? But thank God we can stand in the grace of Jesus Christ been saved by, by God's grace through what Christ has done for us and what a blessing, uh, a blessed uh, standing place that gives us. I mean, we stand in the Lord. And I trust uh, uh, as you um, are able to deal with folks to help them see their uh, exceeding sinfulness, understand you, when we need to understand our own sinfulness. Hey, I was a sinner. And I had to come to Jesus Christ. And I'm not, I'm not telling you to do anything that I didn't have to do, man. I saw myself as a sinner. saw what, uh, how, how uh, I was lost and undone. And then I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ because He is the only way of salvation. Uh, he is the only one that ever pleased uh, the Father. And uh, he, if you're in Him, you're accepted. Amen. In Christ. We're in Christ. Christ is the one, the Lord looks at Jesus, He's pleased with Jesus. And when we're in Christ, we're accepted of God. Amen. What a blessing. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank You tonight for these truths. And Lord, uh, help us to uh, see ourselves in light of what the Word of God says. And Lord, we are just sinners saved by grace. Uh, We love the song, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And uh, because of the truth of it, uh, only a sinner saved by grace. And Lord, we, uh, we give you praise for that. And we're not what we ought to be all the time. But uh, Lord, when we are covered uh, by your blood, when we're in the, the righteousness of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, what a blessing it is in our life. And we know we have eternal life, not because of what we uh, are doing, but because of what Jesus has done and what we've done with Him. And Lord, uh, uh, help us to help others come to know Christ in this life. Uh, that they might enjoy the same God and enjoy the same Savior that we have. They might enjoy the same heaven that we're going to. And Lord, they might uh, not face Your wrath. Um, because we can very clearly see that you're righteous, you're, You judge and truth and judgment is going to come one day and lord even for those of us that are saved we our our works are going to be judged help us to keep that in mind uh it's not that we are uh we thank thank you we thank you that we're not going to be punished for our sins because our sins were punished in christ but lord for our works um, uh, we will stand in judgment of whether they uh meet the the fires uh the fiery judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ there, whether they will survive that judgment and be purged and uh, uh, for, for all eternity. 
uh, have the rewards there uh, to be able to lay at your feet. Uh, just bless us now, and, and uh, Lord, if, if there's one needs to do some, something in the heart, help them to do that tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.